Welcome to Sports Takes R Us, where we give you the locks, losses, and everything in between. Here are this week's managers specials. Watch Badness Selection Sunday comes to you this weekend. Get your N95s to not get bracket booted 10 for 10. NFL free agency is underway, and now the show actually starts. Fresh popped movie popcorn this week only. Tom Brady's rookie card sells big. Get your commemorative TV 12 cereal, one for $1.32 billion. That is all for this week's specials. Judy, clean up in the dairy section. The boys are fighting the mascots again. What is going on and welcome back to the manager special podcast. We're super excited after the one week hiatus. And as always, I'm your host, Dan Grealish, with my two bestest buds in the whole wide world and my co-host, Matt Shanerod and Andrew Green. What is going on, guys? How are you doing after that one week hiatus? Like it was a long time. What's up, boys? That's, uh, that is a long time. <laughs> In the world of sports, it is. So, yeah, uh, I, we feel like, I feel like we miss a lot just being, yeah. just being, being away. I learned how to make banana bread in that one week hiatus. Uh, it was, you know, what what, what are those things? Bananas together. Well, what are those? What are the things like in early quarantines? Like when people had all that free time, they like learned how to do banana bread. They learned they Sour did puzzles, bread. and then and then they took to the streets to fight systemic racism. So go people of quarantine. So. So That's as what, we're getting to the tail end of our quarantine, you're like getting back to the roots of quarantine. <laughs> yep. I'm actually getting, I'm getting back to the start of quarantine. You know, I grew my beard out. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is getting a little shaggy. Yep. Uh, so just to skip over any monologues that we ha- may have this week, I have a, I think should be a funny intro. You guys have no idea. I texted you. I said, I have a funny intro. Let's see if it is. So uh, as I was sitting on the couch earlier waiting for you guys or getting ready to record, uh, I was watching TikTok and I saw a TikTok oh, on boy. on this guy who was <laughs> was saying which professional mascots he could beat up. So I wanted to bring it to the panel and see sure. what you guys thought. Um, so I'm going to run through, I've got, I think five or six, uh, different mascots. And if you guys need a picture of the mascot, let me know. Um, if anyone is listening and you want to drop us a line on our anchor.fm, uh, phone line, you are more than welcome to tell us. And we will play that in the next week's audio, uh, as to who you think you could beat up or someone that we forgot. And we'll, we'll circle back to it. Um, but starting off, I think this is this one's hot. You guys know who this guy is. The Philly fanatic of the Phillies. Uh, Matt, I'll let you take it first. Could you I'll beat up the breaks off the Philly fanatic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to actually just drop all the pictures as I do it so you guys can see the pictures that I'm dropping. Giant green fluffy dude. Yeah, I would beat the yeah. breaks off the Philly fanatic. Yeah. Hands uh, down. Philly fanatic. What's the reasoning? He's not a real animal, so I don't think he has any actual strength. Like it was, we're just going to be realistic. So he's just mm-hmm. a giant, soft, fluffy, lovable character. Okay. He's not. All he's right. not like. He's not like Slugger, Kansas City Royals, who's a tiger. So. Yep. 
All right, Andrew, uh, beat up he, the Philly fanatic. Nope, he's kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, if the Philly fanatic, honestly, I think if the Philly fanatic is the first one off the deck that you're saying, no, nah, he's going to beat me up, I don't think you're going to beat up any of these guys. We're not doing well for this whole segment. He's tall. Look at the yeah. size of him. He's tall. And that, yeah. that, and like you said, he's not a real animal. So it's like you don't know what real strength – you don't know what strengths he has. He could have like these like – that that thing that that mouth thing that he has can be like this like jaw breaking like what is <laughs> dude i think that's his weak point you so, yeah because you punch if, it it's like a shark if you, you punch it in the yeah. nose <laughs> if you think about it like on a boxer you hit him in the chin and like that dude hopefully if he doesn't have like a strong ass chin and has a glass glass jaw he's mm-hmm. dropping and yes, that's, sir. I think that's his he, weak point. He is from Philadelphia. So, yeah, probably. All right. He's a little bottom heavy. He may Curious have a little bit more ground. Cur- yeah. So, we don't want to get him on the ground because his legs, I'm sure, are stronger than mine. Yeah. He's yeah. grap. He can grapple. Yeah. Yeah. Those arms, those arms look something. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think personally, I could beat him up. I Matt think thinks he could beat him, him yeah. up. Andrew I'm also small. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a 5'10, like 190 pounds, like soaking wet. Yeah. I think he I mean, kicks my, I mean, he'll kick my ass. He's right. huge. Okay. What's the next one? I'm curious now. All right. Um, Mr. Red Legs, the Cleveland Reds mascot. I'm going to drop that image. Oh. <laughs> this was one that I don't know. Oh, that image is broken. Yeah, image is broken. I know exactly uh, who he is, though. He's the, got the head. He's like the, he's like Mr. Matt, but like with the mustache. Oh, he's sort of the ball yeah. with the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> so here, I'm just going to drop the Google link in so you don't have to Google search him. Yeah, so he's the, oh, he's yeah, the he's ball head the with the mustache. <laughs> All right, Andrew, I'll let you take this first. Could you beat up Mr. Redlegs? Okay, does he have the bat? No. In the fight, no, no. This, this is, is straight. A, this is a, this is a straight fight. up. Yeah, this is Just, a fist fight, clean as can be. Th- this one, yes. This okay, one not I, as clean as can, clean as can be, but like clean enough. I will say though, look at those eyes, dude. He's coked out. Like <laughs> he, might, he might. He's a little scary to fight. I'll admit, but I think I think at the end of the day that he gives you that that old timey like I'm gonna box you kind of look like where he's gonna like a, he's this guy yeah yeah exactly oh my God. so I'm I'm uh I'm taking him down um, so he's like an he's the old school old school boxer I I had that vibe too I yeah, thought I could I could knock that mustache off him but there's yeah. no fucking way yeah he's I, he's cleaning my clock. Yeah. No, I see. I think I take him, but I am a little worried about him looking so coked out that he might just have some ridiculous pent up energy in there. Yeah. Look at that image I just dropped. Look at the image I just dropped. It's the broken again. Oh, but, that one's broken. Oh, but yeah, he's okay. so he's definitely he's definitely strung out, <laughs> and you know a lot of long <laughs> long nights. But he, yeah, he'd be the type that like you wouldn't. I don't think you'd start to fight him because like when he's at the bar and he's getting ready to like he, you know, he's getting on edge. He just starts yelling things like, I used to box in the army. Like, watch out. Like, that's like his, like, he used to box in the army. So, do we have a general consensus? I'm going to say yes, but it depends how much cocaine he's done that day. Okay. All right. So, so we've we've got two and a half. I'll say a nice two and a half. I hope this image goes through our next one. And what I'll do is for our Instagram uh, as like a this is the new episode. I'll post all the pictures Hell yeah. uh, as like a slide. Um, so the next one is Pirate Parrot from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hopefully that image works. Do, uh, Matt, take it. Do you think you could beat P- 
pirate parrot. Okay. So, <laughs> do, do we think he can fly? Is he a real parrot? Because he doesn't look like a real parrot here. He just looks like a psychopath. So I think his his wings or his arms in this sense uh, are too small for him in, or, to, in order for him to fly. So no, he cannot fly. It's straight ground and pound. I beat him. Does he have the yeah, bat? Away from me. Yeah, Again, away. no. It's the same rules. Yeah, straight up fist fight, same rules. I beat him up. He can't fly away from me. Yeah, his depth perception is probably pretty poor because he's a bird. Wrong. Yep. So I'm going to go with, yeah, that's that's a yep. that's a simple one. That's an easy win. So taking a look originally at this, his mouth is just gaping open. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's going to eat your head. He's a hard he, time breathing. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's he's gonna eat my head. I think he's just like so. Like he's like half the time he's like, "What's going on?" How he's like, he just winded all the time. Yeah, and Andrew, Andrew coming in clutch, saying his depth perception is probably off. If you it's look at the bird, image yeah. I dropped, his eyes are focused in on his beak. Like, yeah, there's no way that he yeah. he can see anything. I think we all, so I, all take him. Yeah, I think this one is a uh, easy one. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah he's cross-eyed. He can't see shit. Um, so again, I I will go with the fanatic uh, stance where he's got looks like a little bit of a, a more mass in his lower uh, root, nether regions. So he's going to be harder to take down. But I think he's just he's just so confused all the time. All right, that's fair. Um, so three out of three, we can all take pirate the parrot. Uh, next one up, and I hope you guys know who this is. Like, you should. There's no reason you shouldn't. But gritty, the, oh, yeah. the oh. Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers. Absolutely no. not. Absolutely yeah, no not. way. Well, no. You want to talk about cocaine? Yes, yeah. he's on cocaine. <laughs> he is just out of his absolute just mind of he like that I, dude had no box lockers for fun. Yeah, he is just. I think there's some videos of him just being crazy. And yeah. let me tell you, absolutely not. Andrew, is there anything you want to add to gritty? No. Gritty, uh, gritty, gritty will fuck you up. No, he's he will kill me. <laughs> he, yeah, um, he's, he actually. I will add this: the other ones that they're fighting, you know, when you get knocked down, they're like, "I won the fight." Gritty's like, "I'm gonna be the subject." Yeah, no, he's he's like, "I'm gonna be the subject of a true crime podcast in like 30 years." <laughs> he's on. He's on. Uh, like a gritty snap. <laughs> What's the Discovery uh, Network uh, channel? The, it's gonna be a made-for-TV oh, movie, uh, yeah. reliving the trauma, <laughs> the victims of gritty. Because <laughs> um, what did they call it? The Battle for Broadway. Uh, it was or Battle of Broadway. Always like the Bruins and fucking gritty, like fighting it, or <laughs> Bruins and gritty, Bruins and Flyers, like fighting down in uh the uh, Flyers stadium. It's like gritty is just that's look at it. how wide his eyes are. Like he's seen yeah. some shit and he's done some shit like that. Oh yeah. If they, if they came out where like gritty's actually a serial killer, I'd be like, well, we have DNA nowadays. There's orange fur everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the next one? Take, this is take it to the one. lab. Last one. Last one is Bernie, the Miami heat. Uh, mascot. Let me know if you could see that image. I'm hoping. Okay, so I Bernie is like nine feet tall. He's enormous. Yeah. So I think um, you might have a better. Oh, chance on. He's huge. Bernie's he's also, known, he's also known for dancing. Uh, I'm gonna say maybe. Why do they all I, look so coked out? Like, he's, he's I've never noticed. Him. I've never noticed how coked out these mascots are until you've given me these images. I want to know when Bernie uh, actually Mr. Redlegs would be better when he came about because Mr. Redlegs had definitely gone to Nam. Um, 
but I think with Bernie, if you can get him down low enough, that it's schnoz, it's same thing with the thing same thing. You can get him on the ground or something. Yeah. Yeah. That that schnoz is gonna be glass, just like uh. Here's uh, here's one for you. Oh Benny, boy, Benny the Bull. Oh, he's kicking. Oh, the Bulls, the Bulls oh, mascot. Yeah. Oh, he's rocking Dude, he's, everybody. No, oh yeah, there's he's no chance. Rocking everybody. I, and that's like he looks like a normal bull. He looks yeah. like a normal His bull, head is and he's just though. built. Yeah. yeah, that thing. That thing. Maybe you could get him top heavy, but other than that, no, he's, he's fucking he's, you. He's up. wrecking your shit. There's no. What way. about what about uh what about Demon Deacon, the Wake yeah. Forest mascot? I haven't here. Hold on. Oh, I gotta do a quick Google search. I, I I I know what he looks like, but like he's just like this normal guy. <laughs> oh, but he looks like a crazy old man. Yeah, he looks like he tells told you to get off his lawn one too many times. He might use the n word casually. <laughs> oh, he God. definitely does. <laughs> that's what he, that's oh, what he looks like. Oh boy, that's exactly um, what he looks like. But um. <laughs> Mr. Red was, it looks like he was founded like in the 50s. So Mr. Red definitely he went to fresh out, Fresh from the war. Just Yeah. Mr. Mr. Red also uses the N-word in a negative kind of Casually, too. Oh, gosh. Um, well, that's it. That's what I got for our, uh, that's what I got for our mascot. So again, if you, if you want to get in on the conversation. Segment, that should be a regular that we find one a week. And we debate. To talk, yeah. talk about. Because we can find him from all sorts of places. Oh, we could go to the Korean baseball league yeah, too. Yeah, we can find some crazy oh. ones. So, I speaking of the Korean baseball league, you know their trophy is a giant sword, like a giant gun. Yeah, I saw that the other day. That's fucking Dude, nuts. Like a samurai sword. Fucking... Yeah. No, it's like, well, that's no, not like a oh. samurai sword. It's like a Gundam sword. Here, uh, um, I'll put a link in the channel. Not like a kat- uh, what do they call it? A, a katan? Is no, that... no, no, no. No, this is like a big like claymore. Like this thing is huge. Yeah, it's enormous. Like something you'd see in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, King, like a Kingdom Hearts sword. That's a good. Ah, uh, okay. Say. It's massive. <sighs> Damn. But it like puts it puts like the Lombardi Trophy to shame. It oh, puts dude, like yeah. all this. It's actually incredible though. <clears throat> oh my god! <laughs> Literally like a Kingdom Hearts sword. That like, is that the, is definitely like a Korean baseball type deal, though. And like, I wonder more if it's like the Stanley more Cup. Trophies to be like that. Where they're like, it's everybody the gets a chance man. with it. Take it That's home. Definitely the Stanley Cup. They give cut it up to, a watermelon with it. Yeah, everyone gets. <laughs> like, every, everyone gets to. Everyone gets like this cut up a watermelon. Yeah, they get to. Like, Here you go, kids. Don't run with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the scissors don't run with scissors yeah, but here take this big awesome. ass yeah, sword yeah yeah don't play with matches but here's a giant fucking sword you just work taller than you <laughs> all right so yeah that's my little bit on uh mascots and who we could beat up so maybe we'll do some segments of like top five who you could beat up who you could who you could take stuff like that so another uh, one could be like which one would you take to an island to help you survive yeah, I like that. Who Mr. would you Redmond, date? Mr. Red likes <laughs> might, might help you on an island because that guy's probably again fresh out of the war. Yep, <laughs> he's got survival he's... tactics. Absolutely, absolutely. He's definitely a POW somewhere. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> um, all right, so great, great opening segment. Um, any quick hits that we want to kind of go over? I think uh, we talked about it real quick. The Tom Brady autographed uh, <clears throat> Patriots rookie card. Uh, this was last week. 
um, selling for 1.32 million. Uh, I'm sorry that Bleacher Report made me think that it was 132 million, but that's I just. Thought, I thought you were crazy. I, and you, yeah. and you know what? Now I own a Tom Brady rookie card. So everybody, you're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wish. You know, I, didn't we talk a few weeks ago about how you got paid nice, and I don't think it's 1.32 million nice. Uh, I mean, we, we, we did have a you know quick header. We did talk briefly in the text chain when we saw Dak Prescott, which we'll probably talk about his salary yeah. contract yeah. And, and what he makes an hour and what he makes a day, what he makes a second. And I'm like, I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think we all kind of agreed that in the grand He makes what I make in four seconds. So, yeah, it's he's definitely uh, he's definitely up there. Um, all right. So good Good quick hits. Just right, get right into it. Uh, so let's. We yeah, for, go real for quick. It. We'll just breeze over the NBA. Uh, he'll refresh out of the All Star break, so it hasn't really picked back up yet. Yeah. We only care about one team. How they doing? Utah Jazz, yeah. twenty-seven and nine. So uh, they can't they're, lose again. <laughs> they have to stay where they're at. They can't lose another one. Um, <laughs> which I don't think will happen. Their last ten, they're six and four. Uh, They've got to come back down to earth. Yeah, they're not doing too hot anymore, but they're still still a good basketball team, so we'll see. Uh, well, this was the other thing, too. Uh, I heard there was kind of fuel to the fire for those guys because um, there were some comments that LeBron James had made. LeBron James uh, didn't make any comments about them. No, he did. No, he, he didn't. He said something about the Jazz and them being like the market that they were. And it's like maybe not directed it was, towards it, no, them. No, it was in response to Donovan Mitchell. It was at, okay. during the All-Star game because Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, the two All-Stars who were in, who are in it, were picked very yep. last. Yep. So they were picked dead last. And yep. uh, so Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert obviously took offense to that. And then Javon James responded to that. It was it was all in response to. It was not LeBron like, attacking them or the Jazz. Or the jazz. Okay, but I do want to say, and, and I was listening to ESPN Sirius Radio, that um, you don't think that's fuel for them to continue and press on. Like, yeah, you get picked dead last, and like that's one thing. It's like like schoolyard dodgeball. No, it's two like, guys on the team that you need a whole team to continue the, the momentum they had. So no, yeah, but even with the LeBron LeBron comments, kind of like maybe not directed at them, not being malicious, but that's still something that you post that up in the locker room. Like, yo, this is the guy that we need to go through in order to get to the finals. You don't think that's a little bit I, of fuel like, for them? He didn't say anything bad though. Like I thought it's not fuel of the fire. Like okay, <clears throat> I, I just I I think personally, like any little bit that you can help to like pump up your team, like you're gonna get it. Go oh, sure. Utah, Utah Jazz. Yeah, we need the we need the Jazz to get our free drinks in Kansas City. I don't I, um, I don't have faith in that. They literally cannot lose a single game going forward, and there's no fucking way that happens. No, but they're they're they'll, they'll be finishing the top three in the West, but they're not going to be. You know, we don't get it. We don't get like everybody. a we don't get a stipulation of like maybe one night if they like win the whole thing. Like you can't pay for our drinks for one night. Mm. Or are we just like now so caveating? Let, let's let's uh, let's recheck in two weeks, and we'll see how many okay. games they've won. Then, if okay. they if they've lost more than they've won by then, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Fair is fair. Um, another quick thing I want to talk about. Uh, have you guys seen this overtime elite? Um, this new accredited high school. Um, so they're calling it professional high school uh, for basketball players. Oh yeah, I've um, seen that. 
Yeah, and so they're allowing um, juniors and seniors to play at a high school level, uh, but be paid. Yeah, so there's like 30 of them. They get paid like they have full benefits and yep. and and like I think the salary is like 50 grand or something like that. Yeah, but oh. still like. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's not a lot of money, but for a high school kid, that's well, a that's a shit ton of money for a seventeen year old. That's a shit ton of money for a twenty eight year old who's on a podcast with two guys. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's also true. Uh, I think it's a very interesting thing, and from what I've heard, like obviously in Europe, they do it for their soccer players and things like that. So yeah, it's I all think, about uh, it's all about development. Yeah, but that, I think that's a great option for kids that um, don't want to lose or that don't care to lose their NCAA eligibility. So yeah, and if then you, if you don't them... want to go play college or want to go jump to the pros, yeah, it's a good yeah. option. Yeah, and it sounds like they're going to have classes for financial stability, uh, financial planning, stuff like that, uh, media. So they'll get that stuff early. Um, I think it's I, honestly. How does the cool NCAA really. feel about that? Because that hurts their bottom line. So I'm Correct. I'm sure they're you know miffed about it, but the the league is only it's only like 30 kids or 40 kids, <clears throat> so it's not a huge like we're gonna have a huge like a whole other NCAA type scale um, people to to pull from the NCAA. So it's it's yeah. so, so small scale. I'm sure they're like, eh, we'll go find and and take more of you on the street. What is it? The schools in like Indy or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. So. Speaking I think of, I thought that of Indy, that's a good transition. Uh, the, NCAA, yep. the NCAA tournament. So we're we're in the conference tournaments now. So I kind of keep looking up and watching the Wisconsin Iowa game. But we've had yep. a lot of COVID cases. So like Duke got pulled from their tournament. KU got pulled from their tournament, and one other school in like the West Vir- Vir- Virginia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Virginia did as well. So um, we are in a weird time because the tournament's supposed to start next Thursday. Yeah, um, which I will be there for. Yep. Do you want to talk about that at all or no? So we can, but he, what I'm saying is with all these positives and teams getting pulled from their conference tournaments, I'm a little worried that they're going to delay the NCAA tournament to let those teams get healthy before they go play. Because the NCAA said yeah. once Selection Sunday happens and seeding is set, there will be no replacement teams. There will be no nothing. If you have a positive place in oh, that's person, the case? You, get, yep, you get kicked out of the tournament and the team that you were supposed to play just advances. So. I thought I thought from what I heard was that the bubble teams, so there was like four bubble teams or whatever it was, if it was in within the first round and your team got no. COVID, they nope. filtered it's, in. No, there's well, so there's playing games on Thursday. Those sort of playing to the tournament, but once yeah, the seeding the, is that that's been the thing every year. That's not special for COVID. No, no, no. <clears> I know if the first four is is not so special for COVID. It's so, so Sunday is going to be the seeding. They're going to have replacement teams on Sunday that if someone has a COVID on Sunday, they can replace them. But once it's all set and locked, that's all it is, is you're out. This is, this is honestly like a crazy backup teams. This is a crazy year for brackets. Cause I was just thinking about that. Like in the past you, you're watching for bracket or um, yeah. Bracket busters because of like, first seeded teams getting blown up. Team's going to be fucking stupid and have something. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the NBA. Guys were trying to get fucking like girls in, like IG models. Yeah. And like these are college kids. So now, now you're taking like college six, kids. Six sites in Indianapolis where they're playing these games. So are all the games going to be in Indy? Yep. Yeah. There's like six different buildings they'll play them in. So like Lucas Oil will have <laughs> two different state, two different courts within it. Then there's like Indiana, Indiana University, um, a couple others, and then like smaller, smaller. Like on the football fields? No, what? no, no, Lucas no. Oil. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's where they the Colts play, but that's... it's not going to be football fields now. But didn't well, they? No, I know, well, but I mean, no, like, obviously not. They're put down a park A. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. They, they basically split it in half, and I just have two courts. Oh, oh that's okay. kind of cool though, because I know that they did. When was that? Uh, obviously, like two or three years ago in Indy at Lucas Oil, they put down the court there and like they played the game within the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. So is, now they have two courts cool. within Lucas Oil, and then. Um, I had all the names, but there's like six of them total um, that they're playing at. So um, the whole bubble thing will be interesting to me because there's only so many things, so many hotels and stuff in Indianapolis. But since you're all in Indianapolis, that's like even more reason for you to go hang out with your buddies and do all sorts of stuff. Because seriously, like all these guys that play D1 have been playing with each other since they were 10. Like, yeah, they they all know someone from another team. Yeah. So they want to go see them. So. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Me and David, me and David are staying right in the middle of uh, downtown. Like we can see Lucas Oil from where we're staying. Oh, that's sick. Um, his the company he works for is like a uh, they own a bunch Sponsor. of apartment complexes and no, they own oh, a bunch okay. of apartment complexes and stuff. So um, their main their office building and one of their main buildings is right in the heart of downtown of Indianapolis because that's where they're founded. Um, so we're actually staying at that apartment complex with one of their showrooms. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, that's that's so, gonna be awesome. <clears throat> so yeah. what you're saying is next week we won't be recording because you'll be in Indianapolis. Yeah. Yes. So that's accurate. <laughs> well, I can do it from my phone or something. Yeah. I, mean, I could do, do it do from that. a game even. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, that would, could that could be cool. Uh, yeah. Just bring a iPhone headset or something. And, yeah. So I mean, uh, I have AirPods. So. Yeah. Um, so we can definitely record. I think that'll that'll be cool. I'll give you the uh, login for the Instagram, and you can post us like some oh, yeah. stories and stuff. Yeah. So they can do that. that'll be cool. Um, um but anything else? I'm, so I was just to finish it up with saying, I'm curious how some of these conference tournaments in. Cause so now, um, Oklahoma got a free ride to <coughs> now play Oklahoma state in the big 12. Yeah. Who is Duke supposed to play? Duke was supposed to play Florida state university. Florida state, FSU. They, got, they got a free ride. They got a free ride. And in the ACC, who, uh, Virginia, whoever Virginia was playing too. So basically, Virginia and Duke gave those two teams a free ride to play in the championship. So FSU and yep. so now Oklahoma, Oklahoma probably Oklahoma North State Carolina is the Big Twelve championship game, which sounds dumb to say out loud. Um, Oklahoma State obviously is deserving, but Oklahoma being in the Big Twelve championship has never been a thing. So even when Blake Griffin was there, um, so it's interesting. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking at the uh, bracket. Uh, the bracketology right now um, and currently I can give you the first four of what they're looking at uh, they're looking at Mount St. Mary's which where the fucking hell is that is um, this first four in yes Okay. Um, Mount St. Mary's Norfolk State again wherever the fuck that is Appalachian State St. Peter's <coughs> Drake Utah. So these are these are who they're playing. So Mount St. Mary's against Norfolk State, Appalachian State against St. Peter's. Those will be Drake the versus, games, yeah. Correct. Drake St. Uh, versus Utah State. Uh, but they're showing a plus sign. New team to the bracket. Oh, okay. Um, and then Syracuse against Colorado State. So all of this will change theoretically between tonight and tomorrow because yep. of the, the the conference championships. Yeah. Um. So to kind of wait till tomorrow night to to get anything, but yeah. And tomorrow, there's, UMass there's Lowell and Hartford are playing. UMass that could Lowell. Be. Yeah, yeah, Hartford Hartford currently in Region 3, ranked 16. So if UMass Lowell beats Hartford, that's a uh, 
That's maybe seeing the Riverhawks in Andrew. Yes, right. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, we'll be interested to see that. Hopefully, you can watch our boys play, Matt. So, are we going to do a, uh, a a bracket together, all, us three? Yeah, we can do that. We can definitely do that. We should do that, and then we can yeah. post some content for that. Yeah, we Either either so, do it all together or have one and compete, and then we can all pull yeah. one out. I think we should think do one sleep- together. I think we should do one together too. I think that'd be more yeah. more because I'm doing one with my friends that I I'll, whatever. So same. So yeah. so should we do? Well, no. I was gonna say we should all do one and then do one as a consensus group. But let's just do one as a consensus group. Okay, so that sounds good. We'll definitely do that. Um, so we could talk about that. But moving on, uh, anything else for NBA, NCAA? No, basketball's done. We're just nice. getting out of the All Star break, so. Yeah, there's not much basketball. Just pick, picking back up. Like, yeah, the first just want to just want to say, just want to say to me, thank you, Matt, for that nice W. I finally paid attention to our dynasty basketball league, and I beat you this week after my nine nine straight losses. How embarrassing! So I I've given up on that. Um, if you look at my bench, every player on my bench is hurt. Oh. I have two players on IR. Um, I have given up on that league. My my only player who puts up thirty plus a night is LeBron, so we'll call it good. Hey, you don't you don't win in, in the draft. You got to make some moves, make some adjustments. I've signed a couple players, and they just keep getting hurt. <laughs> I, signed Chris Levert, I signed Chris Levert like at the beginning of the season when he was on a tear, and it was like, hey, by the way, got to have kidney surgery. <laughs> So, so like two things for me, like the Dynasty League, because uh, we're playing on Sleeper, not a sponsor. Sleeper, if you want to be a sponsor, hit us up. <laughs> but um, you, I, I'm just seeing so much movement for a Dynasty League that it's like blowing my mind. It's like how much is coming on and off for people adding and dropping. Yeah, yeah, like it's kind of crazy. That's I've been, um, I've been eh. like I I won my first five games and I've lost every yeah. game since. But other than that, like. I I was lucky against you because I uh, I think I was one of the top managers last week. So. Yeah, I had a chance to beat you. Like going yeah. the final couple of games, there were only uh, well, I was only down like six or something like that, and I ended up losing yeah. by two. I think. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad of a beat. But all right, all right. Um, big one. MLB big news. One. Do, oh, do we have no. anything for MLB? Uh, no, baseball is uh starting soon. Yeah, uh, I, I there's actually there's been a couple contracts being signed. So yeah, um... I had a couple notes from the other week. Yeah, oh, sure. actually, I know this is old old news, but did you guys see that link I posted about Shohei Otani like going yard against the Rangers? That thing was wild. That was an absolute moon rocket. That's pretty much all I wanted to say. He was March the third. he's the pitcher, outfielder, comp batter. He's, yeah, yeah. He's the two way two way pitcher. If we want to talk MLB, I will have to give a shout out to my Royals, who have the best spring record of any MLB team right now. Um, we're doing real well. I I speaking of spring training though, I didn't know that they were playing six inning games and oh yeah, do that. Speed up the game. Like, <laughs> it's like Little they, League again. Do that what? forever. Dude, like, play double headers six innings. You get 12 innings a day. Like, wh- what? I've got an update. Like, when spring training started that the Red Sox were playing, and two hours later I got an update that they lost. And I yeah. was like, this is wild. Yeah, so, but the Royals are 9-3 are and three in spring training. Where the, nice. I think it's one of the best records we've had in spring training. Um Salvi's back in normal form. He's hit three home runs, batting almost 400. So, 
I just want to say spring training is worth hand shoe. Or that's probably not the right saying, but horseshoes and hand grenades. But no, I, no, I, I'm not saying anything. So I love this with. Yeah. I'm not saying anything about our team, but it's nice to see like some hey. some some uh, some good come out of it because normally spring trainers just kind of roll over and die. Just yes, I don't want. I don't want to take that away from you. Yeah. I'm not like talking. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be any good. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm sure the Red Sox spring training is like, that's going to be the peak of their success this year. So I, I, I agree that Kansas City being 9 3 is impressive. I, I would be shocked if the Sox did well. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking. I, I I'm, trying to find, where, I'm trying to find them. Oh, they're, it, they're not horrible. Did Trevor Bauer, did he go to the Over Dodgers? Uh, yes, Trevor Bauer I think the Dodgers, yes, and, and you Darvish too, or where did you Darvish go? Darvish was also no, he's a Padre. He's a Padre. Yeah, I don't yeah, know because because he was in the calculation of like so the Padres infield is worth almost a billion dollars. That's right. They have yeah, they were in that calculation. He's in that calculation because he's like a fifty million dollar guy. I want to care about baseball again. Like I really liked it as a kid and I liked it when the, you know, I like it when the Red Sox are doing well, but like when they don't do well, I do not care about, and I I did fantasy baseball last year. I won randomly. Um, It was in a weird, like six team league that was like AL only or whatever it was. And so with the shortened season, I just go, I'm just drafting, Oh no, it wasn't AL only. It was a six-team league that I had all the players available. So I'm like, holy shit! So everyone's team was like super stacked, and yeah, that's nuts. And so I'm like, my strategy was like, I'm gonna pick all Yank as many Yankee and Dodger players as I can, because I'm like, because also last year they were playing only like within their division and like along the coast or wherever it is. There weren't really many like interleague or back and forth. So I'm like, the Dodgers are gonna destroy whoever they're playing. And the Yankees are probably going to destroy whoever they're playing. That was my yep. my strategy, and I won. <laughs> well, it seemed like it worked out for you. Maybe Andrew, we can do some live streams at the headquarters and watch some baseball. We'll see when some we get nerfies, to some nerfies, some nerfies. Oh, nerfies, dude! <laughs> Fucking ant me up. If you don't know what nerfies are, um, no runs first inning. It's a bet. Uh, it is so fun. Like it's so much fun. You sit there and like you know you're gonna hit, or you know or you don't know if you're gonna hit, and it's just edge of your seat. So much fun! Shout out to br uh, br betting because they're the ones that turned me on to that. Um, All right, baseball's over. So uh, golf. <laughs> uh, do we do well, we so want to start with? We we can talk about one Bryson DeChambeau. Oh yeah, because he won last week. He won last week, but he also that man can hit a golf ball a fucking mile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he can. Uh, what a... But also the meltdown of Jordan Spieth. <laughs> oh god, the meltdown of Jordan Spieth cost me money, and I'm not saying a lot of money, but no, I should say a lot of money because he would have made me a good chunk of change. If Which meltdown? He, so what, last week he started the day birdie hole in one off the water or in the water. Yeah. Then birdie birdie eagle. Double bogey, like he just it was a roller coaster. <clears throat> I think, uh, I think it was after I bet on him is when he really started to he fucking just tanked. Tank. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jordan Spieth hasn't won since 2017. Um, so I'm really rooting for Jordan Spieth to finally get over that proverbial hump because he was 
2015 to 2017, like he was electric. He was, he was elite. He was, he was he, the top. Like he was the yeah. standard. 20, his 2015, he won. He won. Uh, he was 62 a couple weeks ago. He's he's getting better because he's even though he meltdowns in the last day, he still finishes in like the he still finishes pretty well. But like he doesn't like, win like, like top 20. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he still um, gets he probably 30 something. He's uh, actually 52 in the world rankings. Okay, so like, he's he's, like, he's he's not bad, but like he's coming down. He, but he's like, yeah, some, he's had some absolutely ridiculous like holy shit, how did you do that moments? But then also like, what the fuck are you doing moments? You know? And it's, and it always seems to be on the last day. Like he does well, like these last, yeah. last few tournaments, he's been like really good for three, you know, a couple tournaments in a row. He's had a share of the lead or he's been in the final group. And then he just kind of fizzles. He, he, he actually, his favorite thing to do, I've noticed in these past few rounds is in the final round, he loves to leave putts short. Yeah. And it's just like he, he had a someone made a tweet. He he had a sixty nine foot and like three inch putt, but he only had a sixty nine feet two inches. <laughs> yeah, he loves to just literally. Cause he, I don't know what it is, but yeah. So I and in my one off, I really want to pick him, but I'm really has. I'm like when because he's. I think this year he's he, gonna be hot. He will. He he has been hot this this whole time. It's just he last. When is he gonna get over that that last that last round? That, that so, last day where he fucking. Yes. So it's 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 gonna be the gamble because he will win this year. I, I will I will go on record saying he will find a way to get his first win since 2017 this year. The the crazy thing is he's he's the type of person that like he he won't win he won't win he'll suck. Then to go win the Masters or something. I was say he'll win a major. Say he'll he'll win a tournament. You're like, come on. <laughs> he'll he'll he's either that. It's like he'll either win the major or, or uh, the high the highest paying uh, tournament, which I think is yeah. the the um, it's the players is the second highest turn. It uh, it's whatever like the winner gets like 15 million or some bullshit like that. Like I think it's like Just something disgusting. Yeah. So well, so anyway, so the U.S. Open. No, no, it's not. It's not a major. It's 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 oh. like the players. Cha- so this is the players' championship. I want to say it's right. like the tour, the tour championship, where it's oh, it's. Okay. So I think it's because the golfers in, in golf, you don't like the winner. Like the purse is split between all the golfers that are make right. the cut on the weekend. So right. if it's a this is I think a twelve million dollar purse or something like that, or so it's split. So the winner does get like two and a half million, which is which is a good amount. So. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau last week he won the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He beat Lee Westwood. Uh, my golfer, uh, did he make the cut? Last- yeah, I picked Will Zalatoris, who didn't do terrible. He won some money, but not great. And then this week uh, at the uh, the Players Championship, I picked Tony Finau, who uh, has did not make the cut. He finished plus three. But let's talk about some real shitty golf. So. Remember when I was texting you guys about Matt Wolf a couple of tournaments ago where he fucking yeah, just Matt, was, Matt Wolf just choked real, real with, hard. Yeah. Well, he, the, the, he, these, he made uh he, he looked elite compared to some of these guys uh, at the players championship. So I'm just going to go quickly open it up to the leaderboard here and I'm going to read you off some scores that were uh, popping up down there at the bottom. So first of all, Byung on Byung Han on, on the first day, he was going along pretty. Well. He's the one who got he's the eleven the- on the par three. Oh, oh. 
He <laughs> he put it in the water four times. Four so, times. Yeah, the seventy par three. If for those of you guys who don't know, it is an island green. And so he comes yeah. up short on the first one, and then he goes to the drop zone, and then he hits it long twice. Then he comes up, and then he hits it short, and it's but it's on, and then it rolls off. So now he's like, he finally lands it on there. So he's putting for like. 25 feet for a 10 and he misses it and then he just like walks up and the announcer's like oh is he gonna mark it and then the other announcer's like what's the fucking point basically so he finishes and then so he, he finishes with an 11 which for a par 3 is an octuple bogey uh oh my god that's i've heard of it I have never gotten a that I've never done that poorly on a par three. I have gotten a ten, but it was on a par five. So that I'm like, sense. okay, yeah. it's not it's as like, bad. It's only like quintuple bogey. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't feel any good to make double digit mark in your score on one hole. But yeah, so, but then uh, then he proceeds to follow it with the, the on the 18th hole, which has water on the left, and he hooks it into the water. So he finishes like a double or triple bogey. <laughs> So, but he so, was, he was, so he was like six under or seven under going into that day? He was going into that. So he had just played 16 holes, and I'm pretty sure he was one over going into that 17th hole. And when he left that par three, he was nine over. And then he – So bad. <laughs> I th- I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he finished the last two holes ten over. So in two holes, he shot ten <laughs> over. <laughs> Yeah. And then today, and then today, yeah. And then, like you thought, I, I thought I'm like, oh, there's no way he plays the next day. I'm, I'm I, he's probably just gonna call it a day. Yeah. Nope, he decides to play today too, and he shoots a seven over. He also doesn't have a. He does a terrible day. <laughs> I but, am telling you, my plan, my master plan of you guys being Andrew, you being my caddy, we go out there and we make five grand a fucking day just playing. We can do it. He we doesn't make any do money it. though today. He doesn't make any I'm money. Just saying, time. we can do it off sponsorships. We'll make money. We'll be the so, people's people. So he wasn't the worst. He oh, someone the guy that he, worse than that. He beat someone. <laughs> he beat someone <laughs> who didn't with plus ten in two holes. Yeah, beat somebody. So, so he finished plus eighteen on the two days, and he beat someone by five strokes. <laughs> There's a dude that finished plus twenty three. What? Yes. Why oh is this guy on the tour God. again? His name is Kyle he be, Stanley. He won't be there for long. He shot a 84 today, and I'm pretty oh sure. Oh, my God. And he shot Jeez. an 83 the other day. Holy shit. <laughs> um, talking about high scores, do you have do you have any more that you want to talk about before I go into this? Uh, Tony Fino didn't make the cut, so it makes me sad. Oh, so No. That hurts. It was suspended uh, for darkness, you- but... Did you guys see Ian James Poulter uh, video on yes. Instagram? Yeah. Okay. So, so after th- after their round, they're sitting in the players' club uh, having lunch, and he makes a he makes a video. He's sitting there, and he goes uh, between. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I'm gonna butcher this because I I'm just gonna laugh the whole time. Ian James Poulter goes, uh, "Yeah, me, myself, Rory, Henrik, and uh, Terrell just left." But between the four of us at the table, we shot a plus 29. <laughs> Combined. Yeah. And he was like, what a bunch of fucking Muppets. <laughs> He's like a British guy. Oh, that's just combined. That's just so funny. 
like elite players and shooting plus 29 together. Rory's the defending champion. So this tournament, the players championship didn't finish last year. They suspended play because of COVID. Um, so technically Rory was the defending champion from 2019 because 2020 didn't happen. And he like just, he sucked too. He was plus seven on the first day. I don't know what he finished, but does it really matter? I don't really care. Like, at this point, does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So just before we leave golf, uh, I do want to say, because we didn't get to talk about it last week. Um, so not last Sunday, the Sunday before when Tiger got into that accident, um, when we had recorded, uh, we didn't get to see Sunday, but a lot of the golfers tributed Tiger with uh, their, their Sunday red. reds. Yep. So um, I think that was a that awesome tribute to Tiger. Um, seems like he's doing well for the circumstances. Yeah, so Roy McIlroy actually came out and said that he's planning to leave the hospital here shortly, like within the next couple of weeks. So he's yeah. on the road to recovery. Has a long road, but on the yeah. road at least. I heard he's giving shit to Rory, texting him saying that he sucks at golf. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's still doing it. But um, All right, Andrew, anything else left in golf for you? No, I think that's good. It covers all it all. Right, perfect. All right, let's move into the NFL. Big, big news coming this week uh, or over the past few weeks. We alluded to it before. Dak Prescott gets signed by the, um, the oh, my God, the Cowboys again. Oof, like, Dan, who signed him? Who signed him? Who? Tell, yeah. tell me. <laughs> so everyone heard those news. Uh, a lot of franchise tags came out uh, last week as the or this week, right? The ninth yeah, was the yeah. final day. Yep. Um, so lots of franchise tags, big names, uh, Chris Godwin and uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, Matt, you want to you wanna take this one away? Yeah, yeah. Well, so we'll start with Dak's deal. So we, we've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, Dak's deals, four years, $160 million, uh, can be worth up to 164 But his first year, he can make up to $85 million just or $75 million just in that first year. Um, with a $66 million signing bonus. so um, If I was a dog, I don't think I'd ever sniff $85 million in the butt. Yeah. That would just be – I wouldn't a, know uh, what that is. That's – I don't think I've ever seen a contract in NFL be front-loaded like that and that much guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so over so the I course, saw a stat that like that's the biggest signing bonus anyone's ever gotten, but Russell yeah. Wilson apparently got a $62 million signing bonus a couple years ago. So, yeah. um, that's, in the long, that's wild to me. Uh, uh, and comparing the two, uh, for Pat Mahomes and Dak Prescott longevity, obviously, um, Dak didn't get the five years he was looking for, but, uh, <laughs> Pat, Pat signed for 10 years, right? Correct. So in the long term or short term or whatever the way you want to look at it, Dak is technically going to be making more money than Pat within, within his contract. Correct. Like if we if we looked at it as a sense where Pat had four years to make his money, like Dak oh, is. Gonna... If you're looking at it that way, yeah. Um, I I know it's like over, you're comparing over, apples over and a oranges. Four, over a four year sprint, yeah, yeah. Dak would make more because yeah. Pat all of Pat's money is in years like six, seven, eight. Um, because his is all backloaded. Um, yeah. but Pat Pat's contract. Be up to five hundred million. Yeah, but it's it's written so well, so smartly. I guess um, each year, 
<clears throat> essentially has built in like me- mechanisms that convert his um, roster bonuses to signing bonuses, so they don't count against the cap. So like yeah. he's converting twenty one and a half million dollars into a signing bonus this week or next week, whenever they do that, that'll create $17.5 million in the cap. And that puts the Chiefs back 13 plus million over the cap. So that's or under, or under the cap. So yeah, um, that's just one person converting salary that opens up a lot of doors. And we haven't even come close to, you know, obviously we cut two offensive linemen, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we still have a lot of moves we can still make. So, um, it seems like such a shady thing to do. Like, I feel like it's like the whole point of like the ca- salary cap is to kind of like keep people like teams in check. And I know all the teams do it because, um, like, let's, let's transition real quick. You know, we'll talk about Cam Newton got a deal today. And I was looking into that where a lot of it is, you know, it's 14 million for the one year. But it's mostly incentive based, you it's know, the, like ninety nine percent incentive based. Yeah, the base is but like they, three and a half million. But they've made the incentives kind of low, like so. I, I, I don't quote me. I could be wrong, but someone was saying like the passing touchdowns incentives just like nine touchdowns, like something like low bar. So it's like you can. I mean, yeah, but that that triggers only like five hundred k or something like that. Right, but his, I mean, like this was like steps. So it was like I'm pretty sure it was like nine touchdowns is like five hundred k then. 15 is a million, whatever. But then, like, playoffs were where the big money was. That could make it that 14 million. Yeah, but so, like, these teams can set up these ways and all these type of contracts set up the, the, to help with the salary cap. So we'll, we can keep talking about that because I know we got a lot more to get into with that. So, so Tom Brady's the next one I'll talk about. Tom Brady's yeah. is a super weird one. Um, so technically signed a four-year extension, but the last three years of it are voided. So all that does is stretch out the money and then after this year it all voids and then they have to like renegotiate again essentially. Um, all this did was lock them up for this year. But they made it so that it was like a, a $19 million deal or whatever it was. I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> but since they made it for four years instead of just the one year they could move the cap money around even though it just voids automatically anyway. So shit like that is very like creative for – um, helping your team bitter the cat for this year and next year because we know all know that's going to be a weird spot with the yeah um, COVID with well, with COVID and the and the salary cap dropping yep. you know ten million dollars or fifty million dollars however much it dropped and yeah, honestly that's, that's that's not the first time Tom Brady's done that I feel like that was a thing uh, Tom Brady did with the Patriots a couple of years ago maybe actually I think in 2016 he signed like a uh, a two four year extension, but it was really just like the same thing, voided after one year. One year, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so that's another weird one. We mentioned franchise tags for Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was Marcus May of the Jets, a safety. Uh, Taylor Moten of a of the Panthers. I think he plays right tackle. So does. Do Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin, because they're both wide receivers, will they both be making the same amount of money as franchise wide receivers? Yeah, so the franchise tag is the average of the top five or top three. I don't know which of it, top five or top three. I think it's top five. It's top five of 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 whatever's paid in the league, which I think this year, and it also has salary cap considerations. So right now it's sitting at 16 and a half, but it could be as high as 18 uh, for for those two. Um, so like right tackle Taylor Moten will be 13.6 million. 
talking real quick just on Allen Robinson because I think this is a good thing to talk about. Sad panda um, over here. I yes. So um, I just I don't understand what the Bears were thinking because uh, the reason why I know that it was the top five uh, five top ping is because me and a coworker had a conversation earlier this week. Um, I was listening again to ESPN on Sirius, not a sponsor, um, but it was um, it was kind of like the different tags that they could put on them, and they put an tag, yeah, yeah. So they ended up because there's a exclusive tag which they tagged Robinson with, and a uh, non-exclusive tag, and the non-exclusive tag allowed for if he goes out to market. Um, the Bears could get compensation back for him. So the, now, the, the tags are for different things. So like the non-exclusive basically is that's for sign and trade. So that's like yeah. um, they already have a deal worked out with the team. They know yeah. they want to pay him. So they, they franchise tag him, but give him the non-exclusive tender and then they trade him. That basically protects the Bears. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. They get, they get compensated or not compensated. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so I guess my thought process in this is that why, if Allen Robinson does not want to play for the Bears, and I know we've talked about this before, if their franchise is tagging him and he only has that one year on that contract, if he reports, um, oh, why? Report. Do you think he'll report? Yeah. Yeah. So Allen Robinson didn't care about who he played for. He just wanted his money. So, I, I, like, I'm sure he's unhappy. Way. And obviously, the. The potential of having Russell Wilson come, I'm sure, excites him. Um, yeah. Like, he's, he's a completely different different team with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, but, no, Allen Robinson, I don't think, ever was like, fuck this, I want out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he'll he'll sign, he'll report, he'll play. Even if it, even if it's Mitch the Bitch. Okay. All right. Well, we can Matt get into the rest stuff. Naggy. We can get into the rust stuff in a little bit as well. I just think the Bears as a team with their defense uh, deserves better than Matt Nagy. Here's, here's a, a hot take <laughs> question. I don't know if it's hot take or anything, but uh, Lukewarm. Are, they, are they wasting Cleo Max like prime? Because he's about to be 31, 32. And like they have not won anything with him there. And they made that. I think he's maybe 29. That Cleo Max 30 plus. I think the thing that hurts them. Um, again, because their defense is so good, it's just like they can't put he's, numbers on the board. He he turned thirty on February twenty second. Okay, he just turned. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they can't put numbers like on the board to be a competitive enough team. <laughs> Technically, they don't put numbers on the board in order for them to be a competitive enough team to win anything. Their, now, their defense is definitely championship capable. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely. All, it's all offense. Yeah. So I, I think they would be, if they could find a way to trade for Russell Wilson, that team is probably uh, top three in the NFC next year. But who, 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 sorry for my just like ignorance, but other than Allen Robinson, who, what weapons is uh, Russ going to have? David Mopportunity. Yeah. David okay. Montgomery. All right. All right. All right. Uh, and even what, tight in there. Mooney. Uh, Mooney, right? Darnell Dar- Dar- Mooney is a fucking stud. Yeah. Um, He's got really good route running. Who's the other, who's the other one? Ta- another- Gabriel's there still? Yeah, Gabriel's are, there's one Is one Terry one. Cohen still there technically? Yeah, yeah, he tore his ACL last year. Yeah, so... He, so, you, so 
But they have, so like, again, they have another receiver who's just an absolute like underrated I go get everything type player. Uh, so, so they could Bobby Massey still on their offensive line. Like their offensive line still, you know. I mean, it doesn't really matter who else you have when you have Allen fucking Robinson. So <laughs> yeah, but do you think Montgomery's a the top ten running back for sure? Yeah. But then you go. But then you go back and you talk about Allen Robinson being the guy that's going to catch passes. Why wouldn't you just double coverage him? Like make it harder people for people like Darnell Mooney exist, who's the same speed as Ty- as. Yeah. Okay. The thing, the thing with Darnell Mooney, he would run these nice smooth routes, and then Mitch Pudrabisky would just fucking miss him wide open all I the time. A, I watched a gif today of Darnell Mooney absolutely blasting the safety. Mitch Trubisky threw it and hit him in the back of the head. Because he got rid of it too early. He hadn't even come out of his break yet. And Mitch Trubisky just drilled him in the back of the head. Yeah. That's um, why. <laughs> and right. Russell Wilson with the, the offensive line is, is pretty solid there in Chicago. And so that was Russell Wilson's big issue is he's always fucking on his back because he's, you know, under pressure. Just, yeah. But he's also 5'10". Like he, the, the vision. It, obviously, he's an elite quarterback. Or, mm. Yeah, you can say that yeah. word with him. You can say okay. that. Um, elite quarterback. He's been to the Super Bowl. He Anthony knows how Miller. To get there. That's who you're thinking Anthony of. Anthony Miller is the one I was thinking of, yes. So he knows how to get there. Um, his vision of the field is obviously good for being a smaller guy. Um, so he has the opportunities to do that. I yeah. think Russ wants to be able to get back there before his career yeah. comes and to And the Bears definitely give him a great opportunity to do that with their defense. Yeah. And now they're keeping Allen Robinson, and they have people like Darnell Mooney and, and Anthony Miller. So um, a question, I guess, more directed at Andrew, if they get Russ, is Matt Nagy the guy that's going to help them get there? I mean, yeah. Russell yeah. made Matt, though. Russell won a Super Bowl with Pete Carroll, so I'm sure he's fine. Okay. We had this conversation in the chat of if you if you have someone like Russell Wilson, it doesn't matter who your coach is. Russell Wilson will do a lot of things for you. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Just kind of like um, how technically Adam Gase is this quarterback whisperer when you have fucking Peyton Manning as your quarterback, and it's just like, he look at him. He's such a good quarterback coach. It's like, dude, you had Peyton Manning. Fucking. Yeah. You don't <laughs> – yeah, that's a th- I just read a tweet the other day that was like, imagine being the quarterback coach for like the Bucks and like Tom. So Tom Brady has a quarterback coach. Like, what's that guy going to teach Tom Brady? The guy who's probably like ten years younger than Tom Brady too. <laughs> He's like thirty four years old. Be like, hey man, like just throw the ball. Like, yeah. See that guy when he's open, just get it to him. You know. Um, all right, so I want to kind of build. Oh, hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out. The quarterback, you know that that scene in Parks and Rec when Ron Swanson walks into the fucking hardware store and the guy's like, "Hey, can I help you?" He's like, "I know more than you." That's like Tom Brady when he walked into the quarterback room. (laughs) Hey man, we're gonna go over some play calling today. He's like, "I know more than you." Um, so I want to, I want to kind of build my segue into the rust stuff. Um, I think Cam Newton is a good segue because I had some conversations in another group chat with my buddies. Um, but Cam Newton, I'm sure someone else should have probably started this so I could deliver my hot takes, but what a fucking bag of fucking trash. What the, what the fuck is the Patriots thinking? I can tell you. He's a low-risk, high-reward quarterback at this point. His base salary is only $3.5 million. You still have cap space to go get people, and you still have a draft ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, he's, not the, you, he's not, not the answer. No, but he is, he's a stopgap at this point because obviously Jared Stidham isn't the answer either. 
Yeah, so, I agree with so, that. So he's a stopgap while you go, you know, we'll see what happens in free agency and go do a draft. And maybe this year you, you use him one more time and say, well, we'll get what we get. But uh, if he doesn't do well, it's, it was only a one-year deal. And then yeah. you're, you you go pick again or try something else. So, um, yeah, realistically – yeah, realistically, you look at the free agents as when I was over the other day and you were, we were running through those. I'm like, out of all the quarterbacks that you listed, no one was like jumping off the page. You'd be like, yeah, I want that to be the guy, yeah. my quarterback. So it's like, okay, cool. Maybe Cam Newton wasn't great, but you know, he kind of had a shit end of the stick here. No training camp. Patriots offense is supposedly really, really difficult. And he had COVID halfway through. God damn it, Dan. Learn how to fucking drink beer. And it went down my throat the yeah. wrong way. It went down the wrong pipe. But yeah, no. So he's 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 got an opportunity a second time around. He knows the offense. You know, hopefully the, they have the cap space to bring in some weapons, and he'll have a t- opportunity. But I don't think he's going to be the starter either. I think they brought him in. He's got a low salary. So they're going to bring. It's fifty fifty. I think of. I think they're going to bring in more quarterbacks. Yeah, they're well, going to bring in more quarterbacks. It's going to be a competition, and he may be the starter if he wins out the job. But so you guys think of bringing someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick or Andy Dalton? Mm-mm, no, no. Cam th- Newton would start there. Yeah, basically, I think you Cam Newton is your veteran. I think you get someone in the draft, and then you have the kind of like a quarterback competition over the training camp. And if the rookie kind of beats out Cam Newton and Cam's your backup, that's fine. But I think I don't think there's a point of bringing in a washed up Andy Dalton or a washed up Fitzpatrick just to compete against the washed up Cam Newton because then you're basically just getting a washed up quarterback. I don't know. I just. I don't think they yeah. they really wanted to get Jimmy Garoppolo. They talked to San Francisco to I, see if they could. We keep hearing about trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. And get him but back. San Francisco is just not willing. They're just not ready to give up on Jimmy G. That's that's what I I heard last from yeah. sources. So that would be I think my number one target for the Patriots in the realm of possibility is Jimmy G. You I guys think. have the draft capital. Just trade up for one. Go get Zach Wilson. Change your fucking franchise. That's what I, I'm. Yeah. I'd be okay with that too. I mean, they have the opportunity. Yeah, they have the potential. There's, there's, there's good quarterbacks. There's like five good quarterbacks in this draft class that you can. And like, there's the, like ten like serviceable quarterbacks. Yeah, there's five good and five more that would that would win you some games. Yeah, yeah. and provide some youth and some inject some life into the franchise. Yeah. But you have to, and you have to look at two. I mean. Not every team that's ahead of them is looking to draft a quarterback. Right, so some might fall. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, we'll, your, what's, we'll, what's your first pick? What number? I think we have 15. 15 or 16? Yeah, that's what I thought. I think it's 15. But I heard that they may – I heard rumor that they may be pa- like working on trying to package to move all the way up to like as high as four. But that's And that's what I'm saying is if you if you have the capital to do that, like – you could completely change your franchise overnight by doing that and go get, you know, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, any of those guys. You're not getting Trevor Lawrence, obviously. You're no. probably not getting Fields either. No. But you you can get a, a Trey Lance or a Zach Wilson or it's, a Matt it's just, Jones I can see being fucking phenomenal for Bill. It's, he's the guy from Alabama, right? That's what I was hearing too. Getting him is a Mac great. Jones. It would fit Bill's system like fucking. Yeah, and it's just right now is trying to get back that franchise guy that's going to be good for Bill. How long Bill's going to be there? When his son, if he does take the helm and 
works like his dad. Like, um, no, it's going to be Josh like, McDaniel, man. It's Josh McDaniel, one hundred percent. Yeah, Josh no, McDaniel. I, I, uh, yeah, there's no way Josh McDaniel doesn't become the head coach. That he turning like accepting the indie job, and then all of a sudden be like, just kidding, like. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I I agree with that. I know that uh, McDaniel's is like the next guy, but I'm saying like with Bill's kid uh, having the possibility of eventually being the guy, uh, it's kind of like a the way I look at it, like a Joe Biden type deal. You got Obama being like, "Hey, bud, I can give you some pointers here," and it's like, uh, so Stephen's isn't dad Josh McDaniel like, like the same age as Bill's son? Um, I'm pretty sure they're like within, within a couple of years of each other. If Josh McDaniels takes over, Bill Belichick's son will never run that team. <laughs> are, are you sure about that, though? Because, like, McDaniels has had head Within a couple of years. Before. He was the head coach of the Denver Broncos in 2008. Yeah. So, Doug, he's, so, he's 44. Yep. Oh, sorry. Wait, 2008 or 2012? When was he the Denver no, Broncos coach? McDaniels is 10 years older than 10 Steve. years? It was 08. Oh, it was 08. Steve oh. is 33. Okay. I thought he was young. He was older than that. No, he looks older than that. That's, that's why. That's why I thought it because <laughs> I mean, Bill is sixty-eight. McDaniel's is two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That's what I was. I know. Okay, so Steve, but I don't. Bill's allegiance isn't to the New England organization. So if like Steve is going to be like, oh, I'm going to go and become a coach. Like my dad, like you know, he can go anywhere. He can go back to yeah. New York, the the Giants, or whatever it is. And because yep. Bill- Steve Belichick being like Joe Judge, where he had no, and you thought no one was interested in him being a head coach, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, he's the head coach of the Jets, or well, it's obviously not going to be the Jets now, but like, uh, who's who was the head coach of the Jets now? Uh, Robert Sala, the former D coordinator for the 49ers. Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So here's a good thing. I was reading. So Buffalo, they filed a motion with the league or they complained to the league that about the the, the coach hiring process is yep. because you had these like like your guy was Eric Bernie. Yeah. So he because the Chiefs are perpetually good, you know, there are the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they said they, they should push off the hiring process because you're yeah, because you have these coaches who, you know, some can't talk to teams because they got the playoffs going on. Or then you, you, to, to, to tell, to have someone be able to say, focus on your team and you can still focus on your interviewing. That, that is such a career altering interview. You want to yeah. tell me I have to focus on a game plan for the biggest game of the stage to make, you know, and then right, also. They were going to interview him before the fucking AFC championship game. Like, that's a rather yeah. large game against the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> how how is um how is that any different from like coaches or organizations colluding with players? Like like I understand like it's different because they're they're able to have these conversations, but I see the I see the answer to that being yeah, push it off till after the Super Bowl. Like yeah, which is take, what the Bills proposed. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I think is that's smart. That's I don't think that's a bad idea no, at all. I think it's no, a good idea. Yeah, is that I think make most... everyone that would make everyone pause? So, so yeah. like the, the the problem was, you know, like uh, so Eric Bieniemy was going to interview for the Texans job, but he couldn't obviously because we were in the playoffs. And David Coley had been talking to them because the Ravens got bounced early. So, mm-hmm. um, 
like he basically has a leg up because he got in the conversation early. So he has a continuous yeah. conversation. Whereas Eric Bianami would have had to like try and jettison his way into an interview and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm better than him. But after yeah. one conversation instead of five. But and on top of that, also you have teams making decisions before you know the Super Bowl is made, and then you have coaches who are in the Super Bowl. Like, how do you say "be enemy"? Be enemy. Be enemy. Like that's be two two years, two or three years in a row where he like wait was it two do the two years in a row in the Super Bowl? Two years, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's two years in a row where he's missing out on on coach head coaching opportunities sometimes because. You know his team is it, he's getting punished for the success that he's like the job that he's doing, yeah. and it's just fucking stupid because it's like, yeah, you mean to tell me Joe Judge is a better off like a better coach and choice than Eric Benenemy? So yeah. no. So to, we're probably we're out of time here. So uh, to wrap us up, let's play. Uh, where is this free agent going to land? Okay. okay. So uh, I have a list of 101, but we'll go like top 15. <laughs> <laughs> all right do we get choices i, I well, i'm just gonna say a name you guess okay I, mean, well, I don't all think right. well, i can give you choices if you want me to no so, i want to yeah. guess i want to put them all yeah, on the patriots yeah. number one is <laughs> trent williams uh 33 33 years old off of the tackle he's had a few injury problems was he the one who used to play for washington yep and he forced his way out and got traded to the 49ers and he spent uh, one year with the niners and now is a free agent oh god Offensive offensive lineman honestly could go anywhere. I feel like that may, that's like an indie spot because I feel like the indie needs is 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 uh, needs to focus on left tackle and with Carson Wentz. So I'm gonna go indie. I'm gonna go. He signs back with the 49ers. That wasn't an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I think I'm dead on this conversation. Why don't, why don't we? Why don't we do? Uh, let's do like just do super offensive positions like wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. Sure. Okay. Uh, and maybe like a couple. Oh, Hunter Henry Patriots. That's, so that's that's my first guess. That's he's like he is like picture perfect Bill Belichick system. Like he is like twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he is a great option, especially with the cap space that we do have. Um, giving Cam more weapons, though we've seen that he. I actually just looked it up today. He had a 68% completion. Cam Newton probably isn't the guy to be completely throwing at him, but, you know, uh, Fuck off. That guy for long, he is the guy. guy for longevity. <laughs> having that guy for longevity, I think, is good for us. I could see Hunter Henry also going to the Packers. All right. Kenny okay. Galladay. Okay. So before today i was like i was like oh i'd love to see him come to the pats but i'm now knowing that matt patricia is back somehow in the patriot organization as some type of He's like a, oh yeah there's no way like yeah so i think i think kenny galladay oh he's gonna want a lot of money who's got a lot of money to spend and who's got a lot of money to spend jacksonville maybe so yeah my guess is jacksonville or like the jets Probably him and Jameson yeah. Crowder would be a pretty good one-two punch. So, someone, someone that has a lot of money to to, to spend because he's gonna he's gonna want he's gonna get a, he's gonna not necessarily he's gonna want money but he's also gonna he's gonna get money. Someone's gonna give him money. since they didn't franchise tag him. He's gonna get him. conversation. Let me pull up NFL cap space. Well, I saw a list the other day. Yeah, yeah, I, this I, one I, on ESPN. It was like right, Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville, New York, New England, Indianapolis, Cincinnati with the most right now. 
So give, send him to Cincy. Give him Joe Burrow throwing the ball. I see. Again, I would rather him at the Pats than not waste that talent out of those names. But now that well, Patricia's I mean, there's, in, I mean, there's plenty of other teams to have room. So Chargers, Raiders, Washington Football Team, Dolphins, Broncos. I could see the I could see the Raiders. Uh, Miami. Miami. Yeah. Miami with Tua. I'm going Jacksonville. I'm going to go Jets. But also makes sense for the Packers. So, I feel like that's the Packers that's the answer for everything. So, like, you know, it could be this. It could be the Packers. Yeah, I'm the Packers. Yeah, the Packers. Packers. Uh, pa- it. Dan, pick a team. You're killing the segment with your hesitancy. I know. I know. Um, it's supposed to be comedy. You're supposed to be entertaining us, Dan. Say something. Oh, say, say not. Say like the oh, Spurs. I don't know. What about the What oh, about the Milwaukee know. Brewers? Spurs. I'm not. I'm not good at. I'm. I'm definitely not good at placing the free agents. I so won't be good at this name. segment. You literally. There's uh, 32 teams you can pick from. Damn it. Send, send them to. Send them to the Pats. Make them. Make them a Patriot. Because I know that. I know the Pats were heavy. They were heavy targeting Kenny. And I again, I there's still a couple I, I don't of huge we need, names that I want to get out here. Yeah, there's just wide receiver depth that the Patriots need. Cool. Right. All right, next is Jonu Smith. Patriots. <laughs> no Packers. It, <laughs> All these teams it, that we've said before. Was it Jonu that I was hearing that maybe like he might be a good fit with Carolina? But how much space does Carolina have? They have a how much have space? They're number eleven on the list. They have. Thirty-two million. I could. That was the him. other. I could see him going to uh, Tennessee. I could see him. Yeah, staying in Tennessee. Yeah, not not going to Tennessee. Staying in Tennessee. Staying in Tennessee. Yeah. Or what about the Saints? Do the Saints need Saints, Saints have negative forty million in cap? Never mind then. Oh, yeah, they don't. Have, <laughs> They're the they league's worst right now in cap space. Because I feel like they, well, they do need a tight end. Isn't Jared Cook kind of on his way out? Yeah, Jared Cook apparently is interested in signing with the Chargers. Hmm. Does okay. That, well, I don't think that releases. All right, go to the next one. Aaron Jones is the big one I wanted to. Ooh, about. I think. Uh, ooh. I think the fucking Packers would be dumb to let him walk. Yeah, they that, didn't franchise tag stupid. him, so obviously they're gonna let him test the market. But no, I think they're old, and he is phenomenal. I think they're gonna let him walk because I have a feeling the Packers don't believe that he's actually good. Because you know, at the end of a game. When the game is out of reach and you're like, oh, let's take out our quarterback. Let's put the backup quarterback. Let's put the backup players in. We don't want them to get hurt. We don't let our stars get hurt. But who's still running the fucking football? Aaron Jones. No, <laughs> AJ Dillon. No, this AJ was a couple. This was a couple years ago. Like they were like they, you know, the amount of times that like every time Aaron Jones touched the ball, he was phenomenal. And they were like, no, he's splitting time with Jamal Williams, who's fucking trash. And it's just like I just I just feel like their value of Aaron Jones is skewed. Like everybody else in the world goes, he's an elite running back. He's a great fucking running back. And Green Bay is like, is he though? And they just don't want to give him the ball. So I'm, I'm yes. Well, they, are they stupid if they let him go? I think he's gonna go. I think he will end up on another team. Where he ends up, Houston. <laughs> they just signed Carl- oh. Mark Ingram. Damn. Houston, Houston, just I, in general, Houston is not a team that uh, I would want to send. I, any so this is one I 100 percent think he, if he doesn't go to Green Bay, he goes to Miami. So <laughs> I, I will get a ton of money down there, and he will be the feature back. 
in this segment, I will give you some betting lines that are like kind of geared towards it. The Dolphins are the betting favorites right now yeah. um, at plus 300 um, with with the pack at number three on the list. I don't know who number two is, but uh, pack is plus 500. Uh, Miami's plus 300. So Miami and pack are my two. So that makes sense. Oh, it's Miami, San Francisco, Green Bay. San Francisco just re-signed. Uh, oh, no, they didn't. That was a corner. Never mind. Didn't they, la- didn't they sign last year? Didn't they uh, – what's his name? Oh, yeah, Mostert. Didn't they give Mostert like an – They gave him a pretty solid deal, like a three-year, $36 million or something like that. Um, Mostert's the there, list. back right now. Oh, wait. Isn't Chris Carson a, a, a free agent? Yes. Ah, maybe Seattle. Seattle if they keep Russ. Yeah. Or trade for another top-tier quarterback. Again, not to beat the dead horse, but is it smart for Russ to leave the uh, Seahawks? Yes. If he goes to the Bears, yes, 100%. Or but the Saints. That, I don't think he's going to the Saints. Drew Brees was, out. That was on his list, wasn't it? Yeah, it what, is on his Drew list. Drew Brees but, has yet to announce his retirement. And he's out training. He's out training for the season from what sources are saying. I, I think Russ goes to the Bears. I think that's a done deal. I think that's happening. Okay. And then, then what, you still don't know where the hell fucking what's his name is going. Deshaun Watson. Um, what'd you say? The Panthers. Panthers. All right. What's the next big name on there? Corey Davis, wide receiver from Tennessee. This is this is one that I like. I this is a toss up to me because I don't think he's going to demand a huge market, but apparently he is. So maybe Indy. Could see it. Yeah. I think they. I think they. I think he's, they need. He's a Jacksonville guy to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just go get wa- wash up on uh, on Jacksonville shore there. Go play with Trevor Lawrence uh, for a couple of years and retire. This is saying um, hot hot button uh, for him to go. Uh, Pro Football Focus is pushing for the Titans. That's stay with the Titans. Stay with the Titans. So yeah, he'll stay. Him and him and AJ Brown are are a good one-two punch. So I could see it. Oh wait, hold on. This is this signs. They're saying sign John Brown as Corey Davis's replacement. Sorry, that was the John Brown as Corey Davis's replacement. That is not a That's good what... one for one. Yeah. I think the Titans lose in that scenario. <laughs> I think they do as well. Well, then I think Corey Davis should go to Buffalo. Blah. I think the Patriots should sign Adam Humphreys too. I think, uh, I think... a little white guy. That's what they're missing. Yeah. A little white guy. That's just... Sorry, it's Corey. Corey Davis to Washington. I could see that as well. That makes. I sense. always forget what Washington. Okay, yeah. next big name: AJ Green. Retirement. <laughs> yeah, how old is he? He's not that old, but he can't stay healthy. But he cannot play a full season. Yeah, thirty-two. I'm going to say he's going to ring chase. He'll go somewhere like Kansas City or Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa just seems like the I'd actually like to see him in Dallas with Dak. Well, that actually is not a bad idea, but their receiving core is already pretty stacked. So then he has no pressure to actually perform and play well. I could go if you see Russ stays in Seattle, I could see him going to Seattle and playing with da- DK. Mm-hmm. DK and Tyler uh, Lockett. Uh, articles I'm looking at Ravens. I don't, I don't like it. I could see the Steelers as well. You, yeah, but do you want Big Ben tossing to you? That's another thing. Big Ben is back with the Steelers. 
Yeah, man. Is he? Big Ben's, Big yeah. Ben can still throw the throw the ball down the field. They talk. I, Isn't like, ju- uh, is Juju a friend? Yeah, yes. so he's the next on the list. Don't jump oh. the gun here. <laughs> Give me your answer, Frazier. I said retirement or Dallas. <laughs> okay. I'm going here or Tampa Bay. I think that. I, uh, yeah, I think if you're following ring chasing, those are the most viable options to get okay. a ring. Now, Juju, TikTok boy, Smith Schuster. Uh, sleeper, sleeper app, extraordinaire. But he's going to retire a TikTok megastar. Yeah, CBS analyst. Ooh, NBC Sports headline Juju Smith Schuster makes it clear he won't be back in Pittsburgh. So we all knew that was coming. He's going. He is going to a big market team. So Chargers, Patriots, ugh, Chargers, or Jets. Ugh. You tell me you would rather go to the Jets when you 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 you'd go ugh, to the Patriots, but then say yeah to the Jets. TikTok boy, man, he just wants to fucking. Corvette, Corvette, and on the 50-yard line, they get smoked by the Bengals. Yeah, but like him and Cam Newton can make fucking TikToks look like fucking chump change. They'll be making millions of dollars together on TikTok. Yeah, but Bill's like, fuck that noise. Yeah, yeah he's not, like 31 or 32. Juju's only 24. They're not even the same fucking... Yeah, but they're, <laughs> they're the same generation. I, I, actually, I actually did say this the other day, or today. I said the reason why Cam Newton's playing so bad is because he stopped dabbing. <laughs> That's why he's so bad. All right. Uh, so I'm sticking with those two. He wants a big market. He knows he can get paid. Both yep. of those teams have a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. Uh, give us like one or two more. Uh, there's only two more I wanted to give anyway. Curtis okay. Samuel. <laughs> a fantasy killer stealing touchdowns from my running backs from in the Carolina. I kid you not. He fucking was the, a, a touchdown hawk. It's just like. Because it's funny because he would do it running and receiving. Yeah. It, it was worse when it was running. He'd be like on the goal. Like, and he wasn't, he's not a big guy. And it's like, whoop, we're on the goal line. Nope, we're going to get, like, it's not even like, oh, he's like a jet sweep and he goes in. It's like, no, he's literally running between the tackles. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's. Sign. What's that? He's one I would like to see the Chiefs sign. Yeah, I think I yeah that makes sense because he he's a fast guy. He's he's versatile. Um, he's, a, he's a he's a good down the field guy. He's a good he's a good Sammy replacement. He's only twenty five. Never been hurt. Who, who who replacing is Sammy Watkins gone? Right. He's a free agent, and I don't see his coming him coming back because he's going to want more money than he's worth. And True. he's hurt all the time. Like he's missed the last two seasons until the playoffs, really. <laughs> I could also see I could also see him going to Cincinnati if if they're looking at could see that. You guys want you guys want to see from spin zone what their top five is? Yeah. Wait, Green Bay. Okay. Uh for Chris uh Curtis Samuel. Okay. Uh Green Bay. Yeah. Pats. Okay. Jets. Okay. Jags. Okay. Washington. I always forget about the fucking Jets because I, I just feel like nobody wants – no one should want to go there. People want to go there this year with Robert Salo being there. Apparently, he's fucking culture changing. That is also what I've heard. I Last, last one. Are we ready? Yep. yep. Will Fuller. Mm. Mr. I'm a number one receiver who's not a number one receiver. Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> just go be Diop again. 
just go with D Hop, JJ Watt, and then you know what? Deshaun Watson's gonna be like, let me go over to fucking Kyler straight up done. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be insanity. Would you do okay, that's a good question. Would you do that if you were the Houston Texans and they were like the Houston Texans, yes, I would. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, absolutely not, because I would kill my relationship with my coach and my player because Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are like this. Okay. So what if you get Bill O'Brien and <laughs> – Yeah, no. Um, Will Fuller, oh, my God. I think – Andre- In the last year for PEDs. Uh, I feel like uh, what you said, the uh, Chiefs are looking for a deep threat, so he'd be a good fit there. I don't want him here. Give me Curtis Samuel over him all day. Uh, I think I, I say somewhere like the Raiders. <laughs> or, or Raiders or Baltimore, <laughs> like teams that have troubled paths. Yeah, but yes, that. Um. The article from SB Nation showing that pro football focus, and I am positive on this one this time, uh, targeting for the uh, Colts. 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 He's the T.Y. Hilton replacement. Mm-hmm. Is T.Y. Hilton Just gone? A He's a free agent. Oh. He's kind of washed up. Wild card free agent. So Chris Carson is another one that we could probably debate. Um and T.Y. being another, and then John Ross of Cincinnati. Don't care, don't care. Chris Carson, I care where he goes. He's got fantasy relevance. Marvin Jones Jr., he's got fantasy relevance too. He's got fantasy relevance, and he had fan- – running backs have better fantasy relevance when they're switching teams. Wide receivers, they take a fantasy hit when they go to new teams because, you know, quarterback depending chemistry. Where depending that- where they go. Depending yeah. on where they go. Well, no, depending on where they go, but it also yeah, it depends. It it depends on you know the schemes that they run. It depends on the quarterback who's throwing the ball. They turn about other you know other tar- like when a wide receiver leaves and joins another team, they're they're basically entering the target share that already existed, and they have to see where what you have to figure out kind of what how much pie are they going to get in this you know offensive pie. So it's it's a crapshoot. And and then it really kind of comes down to who's who's getting who's liking who during training camp and who's getting involved and everything like that and who knows so I, I, John Ross I, I forgot that he was even still in the league I know he was doing really kind of he did kind of well a couple of years ago at the end of Cincinnati yeah he got hurt again and he got hurt yep and he he played last year a little bit but uh, didn't do much. I mean, honestly, he could probably end up in Houston or something like that, somewhere like unknown. Like the Chiefs going for, yeah. Just and T.Y. T.Y. Hilton is just he's he he doesn't have it anymore. He's he needs to be like a three a wide receiver two or three somewhere. So he's he's to go teach some young guys. He needs to go to yeah. like to like the Bengals and teach all those young receivers. I could, I could see the Patriots trying to like get T.Y. Hilton for like a low, you know. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like the I can see the Patriots like spending all their money on Hunter Henry, kind of bringing it, spending a little bit of money bringing in Adam Humphreys and T.Y. Hilton to kind of give you like these like Adam Humphreys, Julian Edelman, T.Y. Hilton. You get like three, two or three receivers out there, and then Hunter Henry, and I'm like. 
you don't have a one, but if you give me some solid wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes out there, better than like Philip Dorsett and shit like that. Demir okay. Bird, like parting question: How do you guys feel okay. about Nikhil Harry? Trade him. Trade him for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, for a reasonable first round pick. Trade him for a bucket of pucks. And you guys realize the receivers in that draft? I uh, we know. I know. You want to talk about bad drafts? That twenty third. I literally so funny. Funny parting, you know, we typed in the text. So when I saw that Eric Fisher got cut, I was like, w- he was the first overall pick in the draft. And I looked up that draft. That draft was absolute garbage. They're only like looking through their, you know, shifting through. Like DeAndre Hopkins was a good pick in that draft. Ex- um, Xavier Rhodes was a good pick. Uh, Keenan Allen was in that draft. And and that's like pretty much it. I think there might have been one other person that I texted. That was- I just read you five receivers that were drafted after Nikhil Harry. Oh, I know. I think DK Metcalf was. Just hold on. Okay, so Debo Samuel. Okay. AJ Brown. <laughs> Miko Hardman. DK Metcalf. <laughs> Terry McLaurin. He's not worth it. Hakeem Butler. Yeah. And the rest of them are. Riley Ridley, the rest of them are okay. But that's five big-name receivers that have had some value. I think the biggest ones on there right now are DK Metcalf. Well, DK Metcalf got severely undervalued. In the, for some, this combine was disgusting. Yeah. He didn't get under He didn't get under uh, whatever by me. I looked at that one picture of him, and I went, holy shit. Oh, <laughs> Dude's a fucking alien. That. Andy Isabella, Paris Campbell. They're okay. They haven't proven stuff yet. AJ Brown has is is a big one. He's I think AJ, it's obviously AJ AJ Brown is the number one. This and DK you know, and DK. But then but there's I, also offensive players that were drafted that are like I was taking their best available, like Miles Sanders. Yeah, they were really kind of like we have like that we just awesome. came off a of Super Bowl. We had fucking what's his name, Sony Michelle. That was a horridge. <sighs> Yeah. All I know is that I DK Metcalf did well in Seattle. I think if he got drafted by the Patriots, we'd be looking at he'd have the same the results would be not as bad as Nikhil Harry, but like he wouldn't be as as good as he would be in Seattle because no one I would be throwing him. him over fucking Michael Hardman. Michael Hardman. Well, they drafted Michael Hardman because they thought because he's really fast, and that was the yeah. time. Tyreek Hill's replacement because Tyreek fucking was on the verge of being kicked out of the league and then it came out all of it was fake. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're at an hour and a half, so Dan's gotta edit all this. <laughs> well, this uh this episode I think was one of the best ones we had. So boys, thank you as always jumping on the calls. Uh, I'm gonna go Matt. sleep for like twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, Matt, happy birthday to your son. Thank you. Um, he was no very excited today. Nice. The, the big, big birthday for him, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but to close it all out, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, if you want to jump into any of these debates, especially which mascots you would take down in a fight, be sure to hit us on anchor.fm slash manager special and hit us on our voice line. Um, oh, hold on. We should prompt it until next. I think next week we should do a little teaser or whatever it is. So instead of a fight, which of the mascots would you take out on a date? Ooh, okay. 
I like that one. So who? <laughs> so hit us, hit us in our voicemails. Let us know who, what mascots would you like to take out on a romantic dinner? Um, but as always, you guys can find us on Apple number one. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to rate and subscribe. It does help us out a ton for visibility. Um, and share with your friends and family, even your grandmother. I'm sure she'll love to hear us talk. Um, currently. We're only on Instagram, so you can find us there at Manager Special Pod, uh, at Manager Special Podcast, excuse me. And as always, special thanks to the Q-Tip Bandits for the use of the theme song Willow, available for streaming and purchase wherever you get your music, as well as go check out their YouTube video or their music video for it on YouTube. Um, and with that, the next drop is going to be on March 20th. So with that matt we'll see you uh in indianapolis and andrew we'll see you back in massachusetts all right see you guys peace 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 peace